Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine, and this is episode 103. Today, we're going to take a deeper look at boundaries and answer some of those tough questions that you have. One of the most frustrating things you can feel in a relationship is when you've repeatedly told the other person that you don't want to be treated that way, that you don't want to be talked to that way, that you're sick of being ignored, that you're sick of being insulted or called names, that you don't want to be taken advantage of anymore, and they still continue to behave this way. And it's even a worse feeling when you're doing everything in your power to continue to be a good person in this relationship. So you're giving and showing up the way that you wished they would show up for you. And it just leaves you feeling drained and taken advantage of and resentful. Sometimes when thinking to yourself or talking to a friend, you might even say, I tried to establish a boundary. I told them I'm not accepting this from them anymore, but they didn't stop. And that can really leave you feeling like boundaries didn't work for you and you don't really know where else to go to make a difference in your relationship. Today, we're going to address that as well as some of the other issues and questions and confusion that come up around boundaries. If you struggle with the idea of boundaries, if you think boundaries are mean, if you think that boundaries mean that you can't continue to be a nice giving person, this episode is absolutely for you. I've said before on this podcast, boundaries are one of the nicest things you can do for your relationships. And we're really about to get deeper into explaining this. And I'm actually going to give you some language today to establish effective boundaries. So let's go. First of all, let's talk about what boundaries are, and I'm going to use different language than I have in the past, not because what I've said before isn't true, because I always like to try to find the language that speaks to each and every one of you, and sometimes that is using different language and different analogies. So the first thing that I really want you to understand when we talk about what a boundary is, it's that it's a very clear communication between you and another person about what you will accept and what you won't accept. It's simply communication. This communication helps the person on the receiving end of it not have to guess what you're thinking or wanting, not have to try to read your mind, not get lost in imagining worst-case scenario when you seem to be frustrated or upset but haven't said why. It means they're not going to accidentally step on your toes or upset you or hurt you. It's really, really important in healthy relationships to communicate this to the other person so that you're setting them up for the most success in the relationship possible. The other thing that I want you to consider when we're talking about what a boundary is, is that it's like a security checkpoint where you're just making sure that only the people that are going to be respectful and responsible get to come any closer. You wouldn't let just anybody have the passcode to your phone or the keys to your car or the right to randomly pick up your child and take them wherever they want without communication with you first. 
So you already have some of these checkpoints in place in your life. These are more of the emotional and mental checkpoints that we need to get better at establishing. A boundary can always move depending on the need and the level of respect you're getting from the other person, okay? If they're being amazing at respecting your boundaries and you want to let them a little bit closer because they're demonstrating that they will be really kind and caring towards you if you do that, that's great. If somebody is choosing not to respect the boundary, that boundary probably needs to move a little farther out. Now I'm going to handle two questions with one answer. The first question is, what do you do if they don't respect the boundary? And the second question is, where do you put the boundary? And the answer to both questions is this. Since we can't control anybody else's actions, and that's not the point of boundaries anyway, where you put the boundary and what you do if they don't respect the boundary is very much dependent on what actions are you willing to take. I'll explain. Let's say you have somebody in your life who wants to borrow money and they've already borrowed money from you and they've never paid it back. And they're really, really trying to guilt trip you into lending them more money. The boundary is not, okay, I'll lend you money, but you have to promise to pay me back and you have to pay me back within 30 days. That's not a boundary. That's a request. And frankly, they don't have to follow your request. A boundary would be, I can't lend you any more money until you pay me back what I've already lent you. That's an action you can take. That boundary is based on what you're able to do, what you're willing to do, and it stops that line from being crossed again, regardless of how the other person wants to behave. Does that make sense? I'll give you another one. Your partner is screaming at you. They're insulting you. They're calling you names. They're belittling your emotions. The boundary is not, I will not be spoken to like this. That's not a boundary. You're making a statement. They don't have to do anything with that statement. The boundary would be, I'm walking away if you're going to talk to me like that. And then when they continue to talk to you like that, you walk away. Do you see how you're in control? Do you see how the boundary is by you, for you, and all about you? When you put the boundary on your behavior and you put a boundary where you're willing to take action, they can't disrespect the boundary. Real quick, before we get into one of the biggest concerns around boundaries, which is what about the consequences to the relationship, I want to give you a little insight into how to know if your relationships need boundaries. If your relationships are one-sided, if they are chaotic, if they are dysfunctional, if interactions with this person make you feel drained, used, dissatisfied, frustrated, there's a need for boundaries here, okay? Now listen, I understand that the people in your life are important to you. We're talking about your mother or your father. We're talking about your sister or your brother. We're talking about your best friend. We're talking about your spouse. It can be really uncomfortable and feel very upsetting if there is a rift between you and this person. It can make life very complicated and uncomfortable if you do something to upset this person. There could be backlash. I completely understand that. I have absolutely been there. Now I'm going to remind you of what I always say to you. If you are in a dangerous situation, it may not be an appropriate time to start trying to establish boundaries. You need somebody with intimate knowledge of your situation to help you make that decision and help you do it safely, okay? 
What we're talking about here is any of those other relationships that don't put you in danger. So what about the consequences to the relationship? That's the big question, right? What if they get pissed off? What if they stop talking to you? What if they feel incredibly hurt? They might, okay? They might. What I want you to consider, though, is that what you're losing isn't a healthy relationship. You're losing the illusion of what you hoped it was or could be. Now, that's if you actually lose something. Here's the reality. Most of the time when there's this level of chaos or dysfunction in a relationship, when somebody is constantly stepping over your unspoken perceived boundaries, the reality is they don't know they're doing that because you haven't been clear with them yet. And in most of these cases, that person that you're in relationship with does want to have a good relationship with you. They do care about you. And so when you express a boundary calmly and nicely, and again, we're going to discuss how to do that, they will actually be grateful for the information so they can start making easier choices. The amount of times I've dealt with these situations where the supposed offender could feel the distance coming from you, could feel your frustration or irritation with them, could tell that you were upset about something and they didn't know what it was because you're not communicating to them. And they start to, in their own minds, think of the worst case scenario of why you're mad at them or why you're treating them this way. They're actually relieved that it's something fixable. They don't keep accidentally hurting you when that was absolutely not their intention. In fact, there are probably some people in your life that need to be establishing boundaries with you because you're that person in their life and you don't know it because they're not telling you something to think about, right? Now, this doesn't mean that the initial conversation around the boundary might not come as a bit of a surprise to them. And so they might need time to process it and figure out where they land on it and absolutely give them that time. There is the chance that they're going to be a bit hurt by the boundary because they didn't know anything was wrong in the relationship. And now you're letting them know that it was. And they're going to feel a bit of a sense of you having been dishonest with them in the relationship. So I just want you to be prepared, even if they have a little bit of a negative reaction initially, don't get pissed off at them. Don't tell them off. You be calm and patient and let them come back to you. And a lot of the time, they're going to come back pretty agreeable. Again, if they don't, these are not people you can trust in your inner circle with smaller boundaries. Their reaction is a very clear indicator that actually more boundaries are probably needed here, not less. If you have to keep adding boundaries, you're not being mean and you are not doing anything to them. Your boundaries in place with them is a direct reflection of the amount of respect they are bringing to the relationship. They are in control of how extreme the boundaries are. They are doing that to themselves in your relationship. You are not doing anything to them. If they were being respectful, there would be less boundaries. Got it? So I'm going to give you some language here to use to establish boundaries because, again, this is one of the questions that comes up all the time. How do I even have this conversation? 
Before I give you this, I want you to understand this is a very powerful tool. It's not to be used out of anger. It's not a way to get back at somebody. And it completely loses its power if you don't stick to whatever the boundary is. You have to follow through or your boundaries are powerless. So here goes. Here's the language you can use to establish the boundary. Start with something positive and true about your relationship with this person. This is to let them know that you do care about them and you do value the relationship. And this is not about that. This is very key. We're going to use the word and no buts allowed. Buts take away from the first part and is simply making another statement. Your next part here is going to be another truth, your truth, I statements about what it is that you need to change. And the last part of this is going to be a statement, not emotional, very calm, about what the solution to your problem is going to be. That is the boundary. So this might look like, I love spending time with you and I can't keep paying for your lunch. We can meet to do something free like go for a walk instead. The positive truth, I love you. The fact, I can't keep paying for your lunches. The solution or the boundary, we can go do something free. Notice I didn't say, you can't keep making me pay for your lunch. And I didn't say, I'll go to lunch with you, but you better not make me pay. I said, let's go do something for free. That way I can't even be in the position where they can say to me, I forgot my wallet or I didn't realize my debit card wasn't in my purse and then I'm stuck. Let's say you have a friend who drinks too much and it makes you really uncomfortable when they are causing a disturbance out in public. You could say, I always look forward to an adult night out. I can't keep consuming alcohol like this. We can do a non-alcoholic event, though. Do you hear it? Positive truth. Fact about me from an I statement. The solution. Now let's say this friend pushes back and says, I need my alcohol on Friday nights. Then you just say, okay. Let me know if there's a better day for us to hang out. Do you see? I didn't tell them they can't keep drinking like this. I didn't put down their choices or their behavior. I didn't bring up that I have a problem with how they're acting. I simply said, okay. And by respecting my boundary, I'm saying, not going to hang out with you on Friday by saying, let me know another day that works. No confrontation. Just to be super clear, I'm going to say that again. I didn't say I'm not going to hang out with you on Fridays then. What I said was, let me know another day we can hang out. Let's do an example with the argumentative difficult spouse, because I know so many people are in that situation. Ideally, have this conversation at a calm time before another fight starts. If a fight happens before you're able to have this conversation, you can do it then too. You remain calm. The fewer words, the better. And listen, no explanations. No defending your point, no explaining yourself, none of that. That actually does the opposite of what you're hoping it will do. So you want your spouse to stop belittling you in arguments. You could say something like, I absolutely love how good things are when we're on the same page. And my mental health can't keep taking the way I feel when we argue. I would love to have a calm conversation with you about this and see how we can resolve it. And if you're not ready to have this conversation calmly, that's okay. I'm just going to go wait in the other room until you're ready. 
I get this one can feel really scary. I know when I had to do this in my personal life, I was shaking like a leaf in a tornado. Let's look over this, though. Do you hear the positive truth? The and? The fact that stays about me and not about them? The solution? And in this one, I added the little end part in case you're doing this in the middle of a fight. We're already saying, that's okay if you're not ready. Notice the tone. This is not an accusation. This is not a threat. It's not, if you're not ready to do that. It's not that. It's, I get you're in an emotional place right now and maybe need some time to calm down. That's okay. That's where we're coming from. And then you go to the other room. That part is so pivotal. They're not going to respect anything that you're saying to them if you continue to stand there, if you continue to engage in the fight, if you sit down the couch and angrily swipe through your phone, they're not going to take you seriously. You've got to remove yourself. Do you see how in all of these scenarios I just gave you, it actually sets you up to save the relationship? If you're no longer having to pay for your friend's lunch and getting resentful about that and spending money you don't have, you can actually enjoy your time with them. If you remove yourself as your friend's drinking buddy, you're no longer uncomfortable when hanging out with them. You're no longer worried about your safety. You're not embarrassed. You're not resenting them. You're not ashamed of them. And your time together can now be really enjoyable. And maybe they'll actually benefit from the stance you're demonstrating and start to cut back on their alcohol on their own, right? And with your spouse, if you make the boundary that you're no longer going to engage in these ugly fights with them and your conversations are going to be calm and respectful, you're no longer going to have hurt feelings towards them, you're not going to feel belittled around them, you're not going to want revenge on them or to antagonize them. And because they are also no longer having the experience of fighting with you, how they feel towards you is going to improve as well. And your relationship can really heal from this. And notice also in all of these examples, they don't have to do anything differently. You are doing something differently. You set the boundary. You follow the boundary. That's how this works. Last question we're going to answer today, what happens if you don't establish a boundary? Well, part of the fear is if you do establish a boundary, you might lose the relationship, right? We talked about that. What I want to ask you is this, what might you lose if you don't establish the boundary? What is it costing you? What is it costing you to interact with these people in this way? What is it costing you energetically? What is it costing you financially? What is it costing you emotionally? What is it costing you in terms of your self-esteem? How stressed out are you going into an interaction with this person? By establishing the boundary, you might, might lose the illusion of the relationship that you thought you had. You'll never lose a good relationship with a boundary. If you don't establish a boundary, you lose the best of who you are. You lose the person you are trying to become. So establish those boundaries. Thank you for being here today. I hope this answered a lot of your questions, gave you some other ways to think about boundaries, and made it easier for you to consider putting boundaries in place in your own life. Your challenge this week is to get those boundaries in place. Just start putting them all up. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself. If you have questions along the way, you can always reach out to me and I'm happy to answer those questions for you. You can also bring them up in the Facebook group 
and I will answer them there because probably you're not the only person with the question. All right, that's all for today. I will talk to you next time. Bye.